It's 23 minutes after 4 on Radio 2000. It's the Draft Time Experience on an Entrepreneurship Monday. Now, as we spoke earlier on about the temptation to open one clothing account after the next. Now, the recent amendment to the National Credit Act has uh, uh, come into effect on the 14th of September. It has already, yes. On the 20th, uh, 14th of September 2015, uh, changes, uh, it changes the manner in which affordability, in other words, is assessed and uh, implemented as well. To tell us more, let me welcome my guest on the line, Rihanna Stain, Deputy Ombudsman at the Credit Ombuds Office, Ombudsman Office. Uh, Rihanna, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time to chat to us. Welcome. Uh, good afternoon, and yeah, thank you for inviting us. Mm. Uh, please tell us about uh, the recent amendments to the National Credit Act, uh, which impact uh, directly uh, on affordability and assessments, and uh, I believe is a, a bit stricter. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, over the past few years, we've we've heard and read in the news over and over that consumers are over-indebted, that there's reckless credit being granted, that there's too much uh, unsecured debt being granted. So what uh, the Department of Trade and Industry did is that they changed the National Credit Act and to make it more difficult, um, um, maybe that's not quite the right term, but it is going to be a bit more difficult for consumers to open accounts. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's going to be more difficult is because they're now going to have to prove their income, which they didn't always have to do. Sometimes they could just take their ID. So now they're going to have to produce three pay slips, not just one, three pay slips, or bank statements showing those three consecutive you know, monthly payments into their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing. Um, so it's, it is going to make it more difficult for some consumers who are used to just walking into a store and immediately getting credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other hand, people were also understating their expenses. So they were telling the credit providers when they fill in the forms that their monthly expenses for groceries and transport and everything is just uh, 200 rand a month. And they saw that as a problem, so now they've devised a table. And in that table, there are fixed expenses uh, for different income groups, and they're going to have to put that number or that figure down as your expense. Even if you now tell them that my expense is only 100 rand, they're going to put in this other figure, which is slightly higher, and that will cause some consumers not to qualify for a credit. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a number of measures or stricter measures being put in place. But as you rightfully uh, pointed out there, Rihanna, uh, the proof of income, as was the case up until now, is, is not the end of the matter. Uh, you mentioned uh, issues of uh, checking your uh, gross income, for instance, is also going to be uh, under the, uh, the, the scope. Correct. The, the income, the expenses, it's, there's, there's a different formula now being used for expenses, not just what the consumer's word is. Mm-hmm. And also they're going to definitely check um, the credit bureau, what's on the credit bureaus from other credit providers. Um, in the past, you know, some, I would say most of the major credit providers did check, but not everybody did. Um, some micro lenders, for example, maybe they didn't do a check, um, and sometimes they weren't as so now it's compulsory that they go and check what's on the bureau and if you've been paying your other accounts. Mm-hmm. And th- th- this we might uh, we have to add here, Rihanna, is not just to, to be strict just for the sake of, it's to help the consumer because also mm. the micro lenders were taking advantage of uh, the consumers, isn't it? Correct. I mean, this is for the protection of the consumer. It's for their own good. So even though they're going to walk into a store and they're going to be denied credit maybe, um, it is for a good reason because, you know, I think the legislature saw what 
the consequences are of people getting credit which they cannot afford, then in, in the end they, they're completely over-indebted. They hand it over to debt collectors. They are listed on the Bureau, and it's generally not a good situation. So these measures are not done to protect credit providers. It is done to, to protect consumers. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I like the way all the steps are illustrated here, the steps that will come into effect. Uh, you know, the, the credit provider or would-be credit for provider will have to check uh, all of the statutory deductions and then calculate the minimum living expenses and, and the rest of it. And finally, the discretionary income, uh, the amount available to repay the new debt, if indeed you can pay that. Correct. You see, you know, in the past, some of some some credit providers, you know, we must always say it's not everybody, but they did such a, you know, a quick and easy sum. They just asked the consumers what their income is. They didn't check it. They asked. And then they asked the consumers, what is your total monthly expenses? And they just put in one figure there. Mm-hmm. And if the one's more than the other, then you, you qualify for more credit. So, um, you know, that's just simply not good enough because those same consumers then afterwards complained that it was reckless credit, that they can't afford the credit, um, and that no proper checks were done. So now, you know, <laughs> this is now forcing the credit providers to do the proper checks. But why we want to warn the consumers is that if they're used to just walking into the store and getting that credit today, mm-hmm. immediately, just mm-hmm. with maybe an ID and, a, and a, a proof of address, it's not going to be quite as easy um, unless they have all the documents and they've ensured that their credit bureaus, you know, is clean, that there's no, you know, unpaid accounts there, mm-hmm. that they've got mm-hmm. their pay slips. So, you know, it's going to be more difficult and they mustn't be upset. Um, these are new rules and the credit providers have to abide by them. And it's all in the best interest of the consumer, of course. Uh, just finally, Rihanna, now, now, now that's the one side that the National Credit Act covers, but you advise that consumers should conduct their own real and truthful affordability assessment. We do, because, you know, there is no point. A lot of consumers, we find that if a credit provider tells them that they qualify for more credit, they're actually quite pleased with that outcome, um, irrespective of the fact that they actually can't afford it. So they will say, well, but they told me I qualify for more credit, and they are happy to give it to me, so therefore I must take it. Mm. And that's not the way it should work. Um, They should do a proper budget. They should be very critical of their own expenses, because only the consumer knows what their real expenses are. You know, there are always expenses that are not recorded. You know, whether they have to make payments for a school or an aftercare or a worker, that's nowhere recorded on credit bureaus. Only they will know. So they need to do a proper assessment because if they take credit that they can't really afford and they default on that, the consequences are always harsh. Mm-hmm. And it's not a happy outcome. No, certainly not. And uh, we thank you so much for sharing uh, those insights with us, Rihanna. All the best. Thank you so much. All right. That's uh, Rihanna Stain, uh, Deputy Ombudsperson at the uh, Credit Ombuds Office. Some much-needed advice on this Entrepreneurship Monday on the Drive Time Experience.